G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, our regular opportunity to talk about the issues shaping our culture and we're going to change a direction from where we were going and change it to something that's very, very current. The need to talk about some of this breaking news from late yesterday with the Queensland Police released details about their investigation into last year's shootings in Wyambilla in Queensland. The Deputy Police Commissioner said the train family members prescribed to what they call a broad Christian fundamentalist belief system known as premillennialism. And uh, we're wanting to talk about how police are framing the shooting and how we think about eschatology or teaching about the last days or the end times. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, he's been following the story and back with us once again. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you, Neil. Hey, Bill, let's just start here with a big picture thought here from you. Uh, The accusation of a Christian terrorism attack, that just doesn't sit well. What were your initial thoughts? Well, it shouldn't sit well for any number of reasons. Uh, Sadly, we do know that the media is largely secular left, so any excuse will do to yet again bash Christianity, so that's nothing surprising, although in this case it started with the police, or at least one of them, uh, making these charges. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a shocker. I mean, on so many levels, we'll get into this further, but, you know, the idea that either the police or the media know anything about premillennialism, right? I think if it came up and nipped them on the backside, they still wouldn't have a clue what it is. So here they are throwing out this stuff that they have no idea what they're talking about. And uh, in the process, of course, smearing, well, millions of Christians here in Australia and probably, uh, you know, multi-millions all around the world. The trouble with this is, Bill, uh, using and, you know, they sort of uh, frame these things. And I'm not sure whether you watched the media conference, but uh, framed almost uh, out of ignorance. Uh, this sort of unknown thing called premillennialism. And there is a sense here in which uh, a very basic timeline for any Christian believer. Here we are on planet Earth. Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead, has promised to return. And in that return, there will be what the Bible teaches quite clearly, a millennial reign. And some believe that to be uh, literal. Others take it in different ways. But, but when you make an accusation and say a cult or a terrorist act has come from those who are actually believing what the almost entirety of Christianity believe, this is challenging, isn't it? Well, it sure is. In fact, it's so challenging. I think the police and the media both 
owe us uh, a major apology. This is religious vilification to the max, right? Here in Victoria, we've got laws against it. I'm sure there's laws in Queensland against religious vilification. Imagine if any other religion were smeared, tarred and feathered in this regard, uh, there'd be a huge outcry. In fact, the media never would have run with the story. So again, it's open season on Christians, but forget about the others. But it's vilification, and as you say, it's ignorance. They don't have a clue. Uh, Eschatology, or the study of the last things, Uh, You know, every Christian on the planet believes that Jesus is coming back a second time. That's our blessed hope. Now, there are uh, ways to understand that, and that includes, as you say, how we think about the millennium, which is something only actually about one or two verses in Revelation speak of this thousand-year period. But as most Christians know, there's different options, and actually Christians are free to differ on some of these options. Some say pre-mill, some say post-mill, some say ah-mill. Those who know the score will understand. There is a fourth option sometimes thrown out. There isn't there a pan-millennialism, the idea it's all going to pan out in the end anyway, so we don't have to worry too much about it. But the point is, while it's a very important teaching of the Christian faith, you could say it's a secondary doctrine, right? Uh, you can differ on how you understand the millennium and still be a Christian in good standing. Now, if you start denying the deity of Christ and so on, that's a different ballgame. But here it's a kind of a second-level uh, belief system where Christians can and do differ, so to somehow smear uh, millions of believers and say this is some kind of cultic thing which leads to terrorism, uh, it's it's just really shocking that we're hearing these kind of vilification charges being made today. In one sense, what has been delivered in a press conference uh, presents what might have been just a small group uh, off on a tangent, uh, but they've included this accusation of Christian terrorism, and those words just don't go hand in hand because... Bill, just to run by you and get your thoughts here, I mean, why is it totally contrary to Christianity? Because we're called to love our neighbor, not shoot them. Um, Thou shalt not murder is one of the Ten Commandments. And when one of the disciples even cut off the ear of the arresting officer when Jesus was being arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane before being taken off to trial, Jesus reached over and he healed the ear of the officer. There's, there's something completely contrary in that accusation. Christian and terrorism just can't go hand in hand in the one uh, phrase. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there is such a thing as religious motivated terrorism, but uh, they're picking on the wrong religion. Right. If we wanted to get into it, (laughs) there is one religion we could uh, think of whose prophet uh, killed for his faith, whose holy books and hadith uh, recommended or commanded the followers of Muhammad to kill for the faith. Right. Killing apostates and infidels is seen as a good thing. The simple truth is this. If a Muslim does kill An unbeliever in the name of Islam, they think, you know, we could be mistaken, they might be, but they think they have the full blessing of Islam itself, the prophet, and the writings. However, if a Christian 
thinks he can kill an unbeliever in the name of Christianity or Christ, he's totally off the planet. As he just pointed out, there's nothing in the life and teaching and activity of Jesus or in the New Testament to say there's any way that we can kill for the faith. It's, it's, it's a contradiction in terms. As you say, love of enemy is something unique in many ways to Christianity. So this whole notion that uh, uh, certain views on the end times are part and parcel of a cult and of domestic terrorism, once again, it's, uh, it's a real slur on Christians. It's a real insult. And again, it really would be good to see some apologies from the media and the police on this issue. My thoughts are going all over the place, as yours are too, and there's a bigger conversation to have around all of these things. And if we were characterising the shootout people in Wyambilla, as some have suggested, doomsday preppers, there's something there contrary to the Christian idea of occupy till he comes, of uh, of using levers of protest, but always in a peaceful way. The uh, illustration we might get from the civil rights movement, say under Martin Luther King Jr., which was not violent at all. These are the sorts of things that characterise the way we behave when we're in the debate and never in the taking up of arms the way we've seen. Yep, absolutely. Again, whether civil disobedience or peaceful resistance, that has been the Christian way of going about these things. Uh, not to take up arms, but to resist when necessary. Maybe it's, you know, withholding your taxes because you're not happy with how your money is being spent, perhaps on abortion issues or what have you. But the idea we take up weapons and start shooting everybody, including the police, that has nothing to do with Christ or the New Testament. And as a perhaps interesting aside, not that we want to get into eschatology too much, but I would have thought, you know, if anything, uh, pre-mill is the view that basically things get worse and worse, and then Christ returns, sets up his millennial reign, where some of the other options, post-mill actually takes a different view, that we, in a sense, help to bring in the kingdom so if you're going to have police talking about, you know, your eschatology is leading to violence, you would think, well, maybe, you know, it's not true as well, but maybe the post mail, right, where we help advance the kingdom. So, you know, even on that basic uh, difference between some of the millennial options, they don't have a clue. Uh, they're tarring and feathering all kinds of wonderful Christians, millions of them, with this trio in Queensland who, you know, we well, we can say the authority of God's word. They are not followers or disciples of Christ, and they know nothing of the New Testament. If this is a sign of things to come, Bill, it might be one of those areas uh, that there might even be listeners uh, begin to agitate for our police departments all around Australia to at least find someone who could be a theological consultant because uh, when you've got this sort of thing that tars almost every Christian with a brush that puts them into a terrorist category, uh, you might hope that there's some good theological sound uh, understanding that is being sought by the police. Uh, Bill, just quickly here... uh, the thin blue line between harmony and chaos, I think the old saying goes. The police. I mean, here we are again uh, where Christians 
actually look to be model citizens. The uh, Romans 13 uh, Uh, expression of uh, what we are as Christians. Model citizens in a community, yes, able to speak up against those things that are anti-Christian and anti-society, but this thin blue line, the police, we honour the police as Christian believers, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not only as Christians, uh, many of us, I suppose you'd say we're conservatives as well, have always had a high view of authority of the police They daily risk their lives, and sadly, lives were taken in this episode. They risk their lives to keep the peace, to keep us safe, and, you know, we honor and respect the uh, men in blue. So uh, the idea that somehow Christianity is targeting and is after the place is madness, but sadly, there would be some minority of perhaps police officials who might use their position in the kind of, uh, you know, going after Christians. And it's happened plenty of other places, even here in Victoria. Some of the leaders in the charge against George Pell, for example, were the Victorian police or some, you know, members high up. And in America, Europe, we see the same thing. Canada, sometimes an abuse of authority, an abuse of the police, Uh, So, you know, we don't tar and feather the entire police force because of some of these uh, extreme cases, and certainly we shouldn't when it comes to Christianity. Uh, Back to the Wyambilla shooting, and uh, I can't recall all of the precise words, but there was a distancing uh, from the thoughts of that trio who were holed up uh, in the house uh, from any other outside influence. Uh, there's a sense or there's a thought that some of these things that have prompted their out- outbreak of violence uh, were uh, fueled by what they're learning online or fueled by some external sources not necessarily uh, aligned with uh, with uh, mainstream Christianity. Uh, any thoughts here? Because the things that are fueling these types of things often come in the bubbles that we create for ourselves on social media. Uh, there's dangers, aren't there? Well, yeah, certainly are. And as you say, there was no church body or formal denomination or anything else that they claimed to belong to and be getting their marching orders from. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of stuff on the social media. And again, plenty of things that can lead or spur on to uh, vilification and offense and outrageous things just here in Melbourne, for example. A few days ago, we had some American pop star, don't even know who she is or her name, but uh, vilifying horrendously Margaret Court, the great tennis player who happens to be a Christian and pro-life, pro-family. She got the audience to say, you know, well, we can't say it on public radio, but she got the whole audience to chant a horrible uh, swearing chant about Margaret Court. Now, again, that's uh, vilification, pure and simple, according to our own laws, and anything can be used to spur others on. So to try to blame Christianity for what this trio did is fairly ludicrous, and uh, hopefully you know, not all pop stars are as bad as this particular one who is maligning Margaret Court. There's also a suggestion that no matter what terror occurrence uh, there is, some form of terrorism attack, 
these things are not all just cut and dried, and oftentimes they start with a grievance. You've got an individual grievance that grows into a bitterness that ultimately begins to uh, bubble along and uh, boil over into action, activity, even terror. Uh, The thought here, Bill, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of dimensions And uh, while there might be a discussion, a conversation that's opening up around this, uh, there's all sorts of dimensions to it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what was the mental, psychological state of these three? There's so many issues that do arise. But again, one thing we can uh, say with certainty is, again, the media is quite complicit in all this. Again, not to pick on Islam. Most Muslims are peaceful and, well, not only don't know much about their own faith, they wouldn't want to kill in the name of Allah. However, some do, and they're quite happy to shout Allahu Akbar as they do it. Uh, they're, you know, targeting infidels. And yet, what does the media do almost every time we get one of these incidents, right? Oh, he's just a single person. It's not connected to religion or ideology, and he's got mental health issues, right? Every excuse tends to be made in the book for when a certain uh, group does real terrorism, and yet when we have these three so-called Christians, do they make excuses for them? Nope, they're happy to target them, blame them, and blame the entire Christian community. So there's a lot of issues, as you say, and a big one is a very biased and a very blatantly uh, anti-Christian media. There are challenging times, and just to come back, Bill, just a few moments left for our conversation to where we are as Christians and issues around violence, because to align Christians and terrorism, we've said that is just completely wrong and actually dangerous to to assess, to assume. But contrary to Christianity, Christianity has love at its core, love for one mm-hmm. another, love even above ourselves. Some people are on a journey to learn that, but uh, just the, uh, the this core of our faith, it comes around love. Love is an expression in all sorts of different ways, and sometimes it's tough love, but it's very, it's never around having a gun in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you say, Jesus said, love your enemies, and even more, hanging on the cross, dying, He said, Father, forgive them. So again, this is the Christian ethos. Uh, That doesn't mean we can't stand up and speak against evil and, you know, use democratic processes and so on, elections, what have you, to try to stand up for what's right. But the idea of Christ is simply anathema to any kind of, uh, well, actual nutter groups out there who think taking up arms and shooting police is somehow doing God a favor. It certainly is not. We know that as Christians, and the media should, you know, give us at least the benefit of the doubt instead of blaming us like they have. Well, there's certainly food for thought around Queensland police and their assessment yesterday, uh, and including the word Christian alongside the word terrorism. Uh, That's very, very challenging. It's going to open a big debate. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, uh, you haven't got an article up yet, but I think you're about to get one sometime through the day. Uh, Just for listeners who are interested in a foundation Christian understanding, theological understanding, and uh, trying to make sense of these sorts of accusations 
that might be against just a small group that we all might characterise in cult terms. But then when the police begin to characterise the group and include what what is the tendency for all mainstream uh, evangelical Christians to believe, then there is a big debate that might be around those things. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, good getting your insights. Let me point listeners to... Uh, Simply Google Culture Watch uh, for Bill's latest articles. And uh, also you can go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, thank you so much for your insights today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.